Welcome to another inspirational message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm here this morning to be to be wrapping up our series that we've been working on games. Um, we've been on a journey, as you guys will know. We are on week four for the games thing. Um, as a girl, the games thing's a wee bit of a th- it doesn't feel like muscle. It feels like weight gain is a thing. And I was like, is this really the, when we're brainstorming this? Is this what we're calling it? <laughs> doesn't feel that positive for me. Um, but gains is a good one. It's about strengthening. It's about developing the things that um, God has got, our relationship with him, but also our relationship with the world. And um, I'm here today to bring and make a difference. Um, I'm going to pray before we go any further. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for this amazing morning we've already had. And Lord, you know you and I have sat and we've, we've talked over this stuff and I pray this morning, as Bernard prayed for me this morning, that I would say some of the stuff that I need to say and not say the stuff I don't. Father, that your word would come through in this, and you'd be glorified. We would be activated to make a difference in our lives, but also in the lives of the people that we meet each day, Lord. We thank you that that's your goal. That's your goal. That's your gain in this, Lord. Amen. I'm excited. So just to summarize, a quick, quick recap um, first week we had new up uh, talking about knowing God. He used uh, the reference to my 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 ministry verse in Matthew seven, where God says, "Many will turn to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, look at all the amazing things I did," and God will say, "Away from me, I didn't know you." So the first part of the series has been about our knowing God because it's what's it all for if it's not about our relationship with Jesus. The second part is finding freedom where we where we actually step into the fullness because of what Jesus has done for our lives. Last week, Jono took us on a journey across the Jordan as we went and we stepped into the promised land when we, when we lay hold of the things that God has called us to do and we discover the purpose, what makes us who we're meant to be. The last part of that for us as an Elam movement, for us as a church, is make a difference because otherwise, what's it all for? And it's not a linear thing, it's a round thing because we, we've, we're knowing God, we discover purpose, we make a difference and we know God and, we, and it's not like we go one step to the next to the next and then we're finished, we're always on this journey. So we, it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are sitting today, we're all on this circle, we're all in the wheel and we can all do a better job because otherwise Jesus would be here, wouldn't he? <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. That's at the end of the day. So the first three... I think, are about our relationship with God. And the fourth one is about our relationship with God through us and our relationship with the world. It's about us going from being disciples of Jesus to making disciples. And I want to activate you today. I want to encourage you this morning to be able to step from what it is that you want to do, what it is you're wrestling, what it is you know you could do next, and to actually get out there and do it. We all know that I'm a sook, and we all know that I could stand up here and cry for the next 20 minutes because the world's broken, and it really needs for us to do something. So if you go away from here today, I hope you catch the heart of God for the world that we're lived in. I hope you catch the heart of God for the call that's on your life, and I hope you catch the heart of God to actually do something.
Okay, so we storyboarded this topic um, at our connect group. Shout out to my connect group. My connect group's the best one. Um, sorry about that, guys. But we um, we sat and did a. <laughs> I took an old piece of wallpaper, turned it over, flipped it out. Make a difference. We wrote on the on the thing, and we kind of went on all the angles from that. And I came away from it. Two things came away from it really excited by the people that I get to do life with. The other one was a bit confused because I was like, oh man, <laughs> how do I get that into 20 minutes on Sunday? Um, but the thing that the thing, the overwhelming theme that we talked around in circles about was that if you've got the first three under control, find freedom, what are they? No God, find freedom, discover purpose, you can't help but make a difference. Your life will be different, so you will make a difference wherever you go. And and it and it came I came to this place of actually it not being about having to have some massive action plan and going out and knowing all of the things you meant to do next, but just actually being who God's called you to be is enough. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna read a verse. We've got a slide. This is from the message. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salty seasoning that brings out the God flavors in this earth. If you lose your saltiness, this will um, how people taste. How will people taste good godliness? It's hard to have a cold and read. Sorry. You've lost your f- usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way of putting it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if, I'm, and if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to put you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you out on the hilltop on a light stand, shine, open up house, oh, keep open house, be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt other people to open up to God. This generous Father in heaven. We're not called just to be saved, but we're all called to make a difference. We're all called to shine. Now, just a wee disclaimer, if you're 23 and under in the room, saltiness in this passage is a good thing. It's not a negative. So, uh, yes, I've got relevant for a second there to people who are half my age. But um, it's cool now. If you say something salty, it's like this the equivalent to saying someone's sour or like like got a bad attitude. So if you call them salty, that's bad. But in this context, salty's good, okay? We got it. <laughs> if we claim to be believers and if we claim to be Christians, then there should be something that sets us apart from the rest of the world. We should be mirrors reflecting God, his light, his truth in the world. When people see us, they should see Jesus. Francis of Anisis and this, again, more S words with the cold. Francis of Assisi says, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. I used to work with this guy who was a Christian and he just moaned all the time. And then he would finish it with, but I suppose that's the cross we have to bear. And I was like, it's not, like shine your light. Shine your light. God's not miserable. God's good. All the time? (laughs) Oh, look at that. 
And here at church in Christchurch City, our our vision is to connect, equip, and to influence. Our saltiness is our influence. Our shine is our influence. I feel really proud to be part of this church. I feel really proud to look out and see youth advocates, to see people with Barbara. Barbara, who's worked at the bank forever, and she's just finished a course so that she can empower people on financial literacy. Like, amazing. Like, Amy's got an orphanage, and Vi's praying for people in every room they put her in in the hospital. Like, you guys are amazing people, and I feel really proud, and I feel like God is honoured by you guys. He's blessed because you guys are a blessing. But we know there's so much more we've got to do, eh? There's still work to be done, guys. If we go back to that picture of salt, this verse talks about the saltiness losing its flavor, which is like losing your relevance, losing your no God, your fine freedom, losing all of those things in your purpose. But how much harder is it for the salt to be effective if it's not even on the meat? Or our light is hidden under a bowl the light, the salt is used to preserve the meat, to bring out the saltiness on a steak if we're cooking it now. But way back in the day, it was there to stop it actually going off, going bad, going rotten. But if the salt's not even on the meat, if we're not even planted where we're meant to be planted and using our saltiness, then it's not going to preserve anything, is it? Going through the motions... The unplanned theme for the last month here while we've been going through this series has been about the harvest. You guys, that, that, was, that was never workshopped. We didn't have that at a service planning meeting, but it's been what God's been speaking. And when we look at that passage, we know the workers are few. But just before that, in Matthew, so that, that's in Matthew 9.37. In Matthew 9.36... Just before then, Jesus had been preaching, he'd been setting the oppressed free, he'd been healing people. He looks out to the crowd and he says, I think I've got it. Um, it's the Matthew 9:36. It's okay, I've got it if you haven't. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Let that sit for a minute. Jesus doesn't look at the world and think, if only they did this, that, and the other thing. But he looks at the world and has pity on them because he knows they need a shepherd. His heart's broken by what he sees. He's not judgmental. He's not unkind. He's moved, and he needs us to make a difference, to move like Jesus' heart for the generation that we've been placed in, in need of a shepherd. This morning, we're going to be conducting a group interview I've been applying for part-time jobs, so it's definitely a vibe for me at the moment. So come with me if you will. We're recruiting workers. We need workers. What is the position? Making a difference. The first question is always, what is the job description? So in Luke 10, it says, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, also very bold. What must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, replied Jesus. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
You have answered correctly, Jesus said. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, so who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down the road to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him. They went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to go down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by one side. He passed by on the other side. So too a Levite who came to the same place and saw him, he passed on the other side. But a Samaritan who was traveling came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds. He poured out wine and oil, and then he put the man on his donkey and brought him to an inn. And took care of him. The next day he took out two denier, denier, denier? denarii, there we go, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and, went, and when I return I'll reimburse you any of the extra costs. Which of these three do you, do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell at the hands of the robber? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So what's our job description? to go and do likewise. Jesus is pretty clear here on the mission. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Literally everything we do should be serve this mission. What does, it, what does a difference, what a difference it would make if we simply lived like that? Who is my neighbor? I'll tell you a funny story about my neighbors. We've always lived next to some pretty funny people. Um, I am also a funny person, so disclaimer for the funny person. Um, but we, a few years ago, I've always felt like hospitality was one of the things God wants to use me in. I can make a pretty good meal. Um, and I do like to look after people with food. And I have quite a decent dinner table ministry <laughs> happening. Um, so we had this neighbour who was struggling. She struggled a lot, all the time. But um, it was Christmas time, and I thought, man, it would be hard for her at the moment. I'll make her some dinner. I made her this beautiful, from scratch, spaghetti bolognese, like vegetables in the sauce, cooked it for hours. Like, it was beautiful bolognese. Took it around to her house and said, Ray, I know it's hard this time of year, so I just thought I'd make you dinner tonight so you can have a little bit more money. She's like, oh, no, we don't eat pasta. I was like... Okay, <laughs> took the pasta back home with me with my towel between my leaves thinking that I know everything that everybody needs in the world and they just need another meal from me. But it didn't put me off. Like I've made lots more meals since then because I feel like that's, you know, feed my sheep is one of the things that, um, that God's called us to do but just not everyone likes pasta, it turns out. <laughs> God bless you, Ray. <laughs> what qualifications do you have? is the next question. Who qualifies you to be a good Samaritan? Well, we know that Jesus does that. I didn't see a bit at the start where the guy who was beaten up lying on the side of the road put a job up on seek. He didn't make sure people had gone through a course before they helped him. Didn't, didn't make sure there was an old call and that they had gone through the ordaining and the, they were getting a salary from church first before they could actually do something to help. The Samaritan saw the need, saw a man, had mercy, and acted. 
You don't, there is no need not apply clause in this job description. We are all called to be ministers. And the worst thing about the word minister is that it's got nothing to do with your vocation. It's about service. The word literally means servant. We're all called to be ministers. Ephesians 2 said, each one of us, for each God, <laughs> I'll get there, for we are each God, each God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do. At our house, we say to Izzy, in all of time, in all of the world, you were created for now, and the world needs what you were created to do. The reason that Discover Purpose comes before Make a Difference is because God has a purpose for each one of us. It's unique and it is important. What makes you salty isn't what makes me salty. Things that I see in a crowd won't be the same things that you see in a crowd because we're different and we're meant to be different. We're meant to play our part. We're meant to look out there and see, like I'm not, not all of us are meant to start an orphanage in Uganda and bless you, Amy, for doing that and support Amy in that. Buy your tickets for the thing because the ministry that she's been called to is amazing and it's big and it's heavy. So keep her in your prayer, back her back her events, do what you can. But we're not, we haven't all been called to do those same things, right? But we're all called to do something. No one's taste is the same as another person. If you want to see help unpacking what your flavour is, sign up. We've got Growth Track starting in another month. I love my favourite part of Growth Track is where we unpack some of your God flavour, unpack some of the saltiness in your life, your unique design. I, um, we all need to do something. I was um, preparing for this and talking with Pastor Pete from Belfast, um, shout out to Pete, who's an, he's, he's, um, he's an excellent man and he loves the word, but he also has got a brilliant sense of humour. He sent me this in the week, which I thought was quite funny. It's called the Jerusalem Management Consulting Firm. Memo to Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth, sorry. From the Jerusalem Management Consulting Firm. Dear Sir, thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men who you have picked for the management positions for your new organisation. All of them have now undertaken a series of tests and have not only run the results through our computer, but we have conducted in-depth interviews with each of them by our staff, our psychologists and our vocational aptitude consultant. The profiles of all tests are included and we want, and we want to study each of them carefully. It is the staff's opinion that most of your nominees are lacking of a background, education and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise that you are, you are endeavouring to undertake. They do not have the team concept and they would highly recommend that you continue to search for persons with more experience, higher qualifications and greater managerial abilities. Simon Peter is emotional, emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. Andrew simply has no qualifications of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, sons of Zebedee, place personal interests above company loyalty and are quite boisterous. 
Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude and would tend to undermine morale among the ranks. It's also our duty to inform you that the Better Business Bureau of Greater Jerusalem has received reports on Matthew regarding his questionable business practices. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely has radical leanings and both demonstrates attitude problems and would present difficulty dealing with the public. However, <laughs> however, however, one of your candidates shows great potential. He is a man with the ability, resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind and contacts in high places. We highly recommend ambitious, responsible, highly motivated and is not afraid to take initiative. We recommend Judas of Iscariot as the most qualified of all of your prospective candidates. Yours sincerely, Jerusalem Management Consulting. It's quite funny, eh? It's a motley crew. What a bunch of misfits. But they started the church. Jesus handpicked these guys. What qualifies you to make a difference? Jesus does. You've been handpicked. Jesus has completed a work of gospel in you because it's not you that actually does the transforming. You just have to shine and reflect God. God has made a way and the Spirit guides us always. When can you start? Your application has been accepted. You are accepted. And it's now. We start now. When you walk into work tomorrow, when you see the harassed and the helpless, start then. When you get to your course, when you, when you walk into the supermarket, shine. When you scroll or you message on your socials, that's when your saltiness comes through. That's when you can bring out the God flavour. Invite a friend, sponsor an activity, join a team. I've got like shameless product placement this morning. There isn't a department in this ministry that couldn't do with you making a difference in it. We all need to do something. Wherever your position, start today. Shine now. I'm going to get you guys to stand. God, I thank you. Um, I thank you while we've been sitting and while we've been listening, Father, that you speak. You're the one that leads us. You're the one that calls us, God. And I pray this morning that as we come into this place and we've, and we've heard your word, we know the challenge. We know that, that you could do it in a moment, but you choose to use us. I pray, God, that you would use us. I pray, Father, that you would bring creativity and activation this morning, Lord. That you would bring resource that you would bring dreams, that you would unlock the things that we've been sitting on, Father, and that we would be activated to make a difference, Father. We would be activated to leave this place and step into the fullness of what you have called each one of us to be, Father. God, I thank you that your presence is powerful, and we want to be people that shine that and make a difference wherever we go, Lord. Use us, Lord. Use us, God. Father, I pray that as we're in this time, that you would show us your heart for the people in our families. You'd show us your heart for the people in our neighbourhood, in our schools, at our work, at school pickup. 
we know that you are the great shepherd and we know that you're leading us, Father. So teach us how to lead your people, Lord. Teach us how to show you to them, Father. We want to make a difference. We don't just want to go about our day, Lord. We know that this is eternal. We know that we carry the truth. Thank you, Lord. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.